Hello again, everyone, and welcome uh, to the In Squash podcast. Uh, hot off the heels of uh, the Tessney Evans um, episode, we've got uh, episode 79, and it's with uh, Nick Sackfee, a recent winner of the Bermuda Open, the Ontario Open, and a smaller invitational event uh, in Toronto in between those two. So uh, he's uh, playing some really good squash after a bit of a up-and-down start to a season. A friend of the podcast, actually, I teased it a, a bit earlier, uh, mentioning that it was his uh, third appearance on the podcast, which, uh, which is true. <clears throat> However, uh, in, a, in his first appearance, uh, we had this uh, great interview, and then uh, we, uh, well, not we, I, uh, I realized uh, during the, uh, at the end of the interview that it wasn't recording. So, um, you know, I told Nick uh, about this, and uh, he quickly said, uh, let's do it again, uh, same time the next day, and uh, couldn't have been better. In fact, the second, uh, the second one that we did was uh, unbelievable, and uh, this one is as well. He dis- does not disappoint. I dare, uh, I'd like to say, as a friend of the podcast, really, uh, really great chat about several different things about his game, about Canadian squash, how things are playing out there. Uh, we've got our uh, Canadian National Champions coming, championships coming up in a few weeks' time uh, in May. Uh, he's got one uh, PSA event coming up in Rochester, and then it'll be uh, focusing on that. He won the uh, Canadian Nationals in uh, 2017, lost in the final to hometown Calgary native uh, uh, who won it on his home soil, uh, Andrew Schnell, last year. And um, now uh, the, it'll be in uh, Toronto on uh, his home soil. So uh, maybe he maybe it bodes well for him for winning number two. But then we also have David uh, Ballard-Jean, Mike McHugh, uh, Cameron Sether, uh, plenty of others in the mix. And uh, Nick uh, talks about, uh, about that uh, on the podcast. We also talk about the, the Pan Am Games coming, uh, coming up this, uh, this summer and uh, how much he's looking forward to that. The, the, the competition that'll be there. I believe Canada won the team event the last time out and uh, this year uh, just making the team is going to be tough. I mean, uh, I'm sure uh, he'll, uh, Nick's definitely one of the, the, the favorites to, uh, to play at number one for Canada, but you've got Sean Delier, obviously Andrew Schnell, uh, David Ballergeon, uh, Mike McHugh. You've got plenty of guys who are going to be uh, uh, well, uh, vying for, for a spot on the team. And it'll be a strong team uh, regardless. But uh, we talk a bit about the, the border skirmish with the United States. Uh, these days, uh, the U.S. has uh, gotten a bit uh, ahead of us in re- with respect to uh, the top, uh, the level of the top players on the men's and women's side. But it's not, not that big of a gap. So, uh, you know, you never know uh, what could happen in these events. Holly Naughton pulling off uh, a few upsets uh, at the Texas Open uh, uh, this week. Uh, Sam Cornett winning an event, uh, winning a few events this year as well. Danielle Latorno playing well. So they're very, very capable of uh, performing uh, uh, and competing and defeating uh, uh, the U.S., but they'll be the, the favorites heading into that event. But don't forget about Colombia and uh, Peruvians and also Mexico with the Salazar brothers and, and their deep uh, squash team as well there. So we talk uh, about the Pan Am Games. Uh, we talk about, uh, as well, uh, Nick's home base of uh, Toronto and what it's like uh, playing and training uh, there, the different coaches that he works with in downtown Toronto, the venues that he plays at there as well. And then uh, we get into, interestingly, uh, we... Both of us are. We follow the the sport of uh, MMA, uh, mixed martial arts, and uh, he's a big fan of it. And uh, I did ask him a question because uh, there's not much out there. And coincidentally, uh, uh, today uh, there was the announcement that Marwan El Sherbagi had been sort of, I guess, flagged for an end for a doping incident, which he was then, and they then came out and, and said that they wouldn't be pursuing the matter any further, and that the case is closed. So uh, at any rate, uh, coincidentally, I did ask Nick about the uh, drug testing measures that are taking in, in the, in the uh, PSA, and uh, he did sort of go into that in, in a little bit of detail. And we t- So I know you're going to find that interesting, and uh, the whole uh, chat with, with Nick uh, was great. So I know you're going to enjoy this one, episode 79 with Nick Sackfee. Hey, Nick, how are you? 
I just uh, pressed record, so we're, we're good. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> How, how's everything on your end? Yeah, everything's good, man. Everything's great. Uh, we're, you know, it's, I'm in the UAE, so it's start, the weather's starting to heat up now. Like it's actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I was sweating uh, a bit out there playing golf. I played golf today. So oh, fun. nice. Yeah, Jealous. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's perking up here a little. It's raining today, but it's 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 uh it's seven degrees, so it's not terrible. It's it's getting it's getting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're in Toronto, right? Yeah. 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 Right on. Right on. Well, uh, we can just get get started here, Nick. Uh, yeah. Right now, we have uh, on episode uh, seventy eight, uh, twenty seventeen Canadian uh, national champion. As I said in my little lead up on uh, Facebook and Twitter, this is his uh, third appearance on the podcast. Uh, he's recently won uh, the Bermuda Open, the Ontario Open, and I believe uh, at least five or five other PSA uh, titles. And he's preparing, I'm assuming, uh, getting ready for the Canadian Nationals coming up uh, in just over a month. Uh, thanks for coming back on again, uh, Nick. Yeah, great, great to be back. Happy to be here. Yeah. So are, are you at Starbucks again? I'm actually, uh, I, I just got a Starbucks, but I didn't want to sit in there just because it's a little, a little rowdy at times. I'm downtown, so it can, uh, it can be busy with all the financial people, you right know, on. having their meet, their meetings, but, uh, I'm just downtown. Yeah. Okay. Hanging is out. the club, uh, club that you're training at, is it, uh, downtown as well? Yeah. I'm usually I'm at the Toronto athletic club, which is right in the core of the finance district. And, uh, I'm actually sitting in the, the the lobby of the main floor. It's on the 36th floor, so I uh, okay. I didn't want to go upstairs and and have squash balls uh, smacking around in the background the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> right on, yeah, the Toronto athlete. I mean, I, I've played a few times in, in Toronto, and um, I know a few of the guys, few of the pros uh, that are there. Some some guys that I grew up playing with. Uh, yeah. But I'm not sure if uh, Eric Baldwin is uh, one is uh, at that club. Uh, is he? He's at the he's at the badminton and racket club Midtown. It's uh, yeah. So yeah. he's he's still he's still uh, running running things over there. Still running the show there. Yeah. He was uh, in the age group, believe it or not, below just below me. We never actually competed against one oh, another. Yeah, okay. uh, but he was from uh, as you probably know, Charlottetown, uh, Prince Edward yeah. Island. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a hilarious guy. <laughs> yeah, good fellow, good fellow, and and he was a good good squash player back in his uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah, he, he actually grew up uh, playing a little bit, I think, with Jonathan Jonathan Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's similar era, right? Yeah. Uh, well, if they're both uh, Jonathan played in Charlottetown. I think that's where he kind of may have got his start with squash because his dad was oh, yeah. based out of there. Uh, yeah, yeah. At a very young. Yeah, young, now. It yeah, now his dad's back out, uh, back out in PEI these days. Oh, really? Okay. And he, uh, he's ho he's hosted a couple of pro events out there. He had, uh, he had a five k and a ten k so far in the past like year and a half. And, yeah, and I remember that. That's now. all. Okay. That's uh, he's the main guy organizing those, so it's pretty it's pretty cool to get out there. Last time I was out in PEI was uh, junior nationals when I think it was eleven. So that's you know sixteen okay. years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, so I yeah. went out about a year and a half ago and played a PSA there. It was, it was nice. Yeah, it's good. Good to see jo uh, Johnny Senior uh, doing some things uh, out east for squash. Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, it seems squash has uh, picked up a bit out there. I mean, you've got guys like uh, Neil Harvey. He's not really active uh, as much as he used to be, but uh, I think it, you know the game's definitely picking up on the East Coast uh, a lot more. Lately. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's at least in the past sort of decade while well, I've been uh, had had my head in the junior scene and uh, and finished up uh, there's been some some good good juniors coming out of there it seems so hopefully yeah, uh, yeah they, they can keep it going even out of PEI I think there was a I forget her name but uh, and she had a brother I think as well the um, girl yeah Emma yeah Emma her name's Emma yeah she's uh, yeah she's good yeah she right. won a couple national titles yeah at least that's right. Yeah. Well, I, I digress here because you're on and we've got lots to talk about. Now, your home base is in Toronto, as you just me uh, mentioned. So uh, how are things going there, uh, you know, doing your training and preparing for, for events in TO? And, and who, uh, who do you hit with the most uh, over there? Yeah, I think things have been going pretty well here. Um, 
there's a core group of, of guys who uh, train together and we have a couple of the, the national team girls here in Toronto as well. Mm -hmm. um, Squash Ontario does a lot for us pros. So right now we have uh, a couple coaches uh, running sessions Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in the afternoons. And that usually uh, is about, you know, a couple hours and we, and we have usually three, three to four people come in and, uh, and put it, put a good session in and we have squash Ontario funding, paying, paying the coaches to run the sessions and, and their former pros. Uh, okay. Who, who would know, they be? Uh, uh, Scott Arnold, which yeah. is, uh, he's an Australian guy and he coaches, he's the head pro at the Toronto racket club and all men's club here. Mm -hmm. So we go there on Wednesdays and then Tuesday, Thursday, we, uh, we play here at the Toronto athletic club and Lawrence Delasso, uh, who's similar age to him. They're in their, their low thirties. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and they were both, you know, around 50 in the world. So they, we, you know, we respect them and they, they have a lot of knowledge, uh, and, uh, and they've trained with some of the best, you know, coaches and pros in the world, uh, when they were going through the system. So, so it's good to have uh, some variety of coaching, and uh, and they have a lot of similarities, even though they play different styles. Uh, it's uh, it's been good, yeah. It, it it only happens when we're when we're all together here in Toronto, though. I mean, other is than that, that, uh, is that you and uh, Mike, uh, Mike McHugh, yeah. you guys still, Mike, uh, yeah, yeah. Me and me and McHugh are usually going at it quite a bit, uh, training. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, we have uh, a, a few other guys. A guy named Cameron Seth, who right, who, yeah. who's coached under Lawrence Deliso, and he's he's uh, he's dialed in and yeah, he's playing, been playing uh, pretty well lately, hasn't tour. he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's 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 full time on the tour right now, and he's he's making a making a run at things. So so it's good to have uh, an, another guy or even a, you know a couple people in the city uh, trying to go for it and actually. Uh, dedicate the time to it because it's better for training and more guys to play with for us that's great and and as you mentioned i mean it's fantastic that uh squash ontario is uh is helping you out with the you know, sounds like really good support from them yeah yeah no yeah they've over the years they've uh they've done some good fundraising and and had some good donors and uh it's it's you know not just for the pros but it, it, it's put money into the whole squash imperial system with the the amateurs the juniors and all the masters events so um squash Ontario is doing pretty well right now i would say especially for canada i mean they're they're the top-notch province uh with regards to squash right now so yeah you guys just won the good. uh the men's provincial team uh championship didn't you oh yeah 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 <laughs> a couple couple months ago yeah 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 no that was that was good yeah it's a little more serious these days that event yeah it, uh, seems, it seems like everybody's playing in it uh yeah back when i yeah. played, it was uh you know maybe Crombie might play uh you know guys like that but um it was yeah uh you know most of the top guys uh didn't play but you guys are yeah delier played didn't he yeah, yeah, Delhi. The Quebec team usually has mm. has a strong team because they uh, they get good funding. So if they do well and win, it actually helps their Quebec funding. And then right, okay. For 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 mm. us, that was never really an option. It was you know we were getting our funding through from Ontario regardless. Um, but the, the past couple of years, Squash Canada made it pretty clear that they wanted all the national team members to play in the provincial uh, the Canadian team championships because. Uh, I mean, there was no post, no no point in, in hosting the event if we're not going to get the best players to play. And no, it makes Canadian sense, doesn't it? I, I, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, and yeah. then it, ad so, it adds a lot more flavor to it. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I was I was injured that year, so I didn't play. But but this year, I uh, came back and played, and and they're putting up some money for us too now. So you know, we're not just kind of getting a free weekend out of it. We're getting uh, we're getting some some prize money at the end of it. So the guys are taking it you know quite you know no one no one's really goofing around too much there on the weekend whereas in the past when i was younger even five years ago i mean you could have guys people going out both nights and, and then also if you have uh the girls event uh they, this year they were in edmonton we were in montreal but if you have them together it just brings a a pool of you know 40 50 people together so you end up having a chunk of people who are there for for more of a good time than uh than the, than the 
taking the squash as serious, but that's, <laughs> so. that's how I remember it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that actually deterred me away from it a couple, a couple of years where I could have played on the team. I just, yeah, I for like, me, I, I don't know if I can do it to myself again. Yeah. So. For me back, uh, back in those days, it was like making the team was the, the big thing. Uh, and then once you were on the team and you know, the rest of it was just all, uh, yeah. Giggles, yes, yes. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah this year was quite pretty serious i mean we were the the top seed favor and uh yeah we had a pretty pretty strong team so it was uh we we all did our job and we ended up yeah winning and tough 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 battle against quebec in the final yeah 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 so, quebec's always got a they, they've always had a strong team uh even yeah. back then they, they used to I guess maybe even back then, maybe their results were connected to uh, to funding because they used to send their best players. I think they were. Yeah, yeah, team. yeah. Yeah, it's Yvonne, Yvonne made that pretty clear that those guys uh, have to play. So that's good. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, just uh, Matt Easingwood uh, story here. Um, I remember back um, one of the last times I represented Nova Scotia. Um, I made the team. It was me, Matt Easingwood, and a guy by the name of uh, Keith Boyle. You, you probably don't know him, but uh, mm-hmm. anyway, after the uh, after the provincial trials or whatever, I I, <laughs> I went to uh, Mexico for a month and then came back for the team championship. So the the Matt's dad, uh, Dave, who, who's a great guy, I love him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He he was not impressed. No, I could see I could see his face already. <laughs> I've I. Dave's back in St. Catharines these days with the family, so uh, yeah, I've I've definitely uh, yeah. I've I look seen back him and that, that was not that was not. Uh, I totally agree with him. That was not the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you had a good time. I'm sure in Mexico, got a tan. Yeah, had a few few drinks by the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, now now Nick, you've had a uh, 2018-19 camp- campaign's been a mixed bag for you, I, I would say, but you recently been yeah. playing, I think, pretty well. It's been a bit of an up and down year, but uh, the last few months have gone uh, well. I, I watched the Bermuda Open there, and I just, this is just me. I mean, if, when you play like that, I, I, I don't see why you, you, uh, you can't be in the top 50. I, I just thought you played so well in the final there. Uh, so give, give us your, your feelings on the 2018-19 campaign uh, for you till now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, kind of the last year and a half, once, my, once I hurt my shoulder and a, I had a little rotator uh, cuff tear, mm-hmm. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, you're sitting around for months not hitting a ball, you, you get a little bit out of shape because you're not playing, uh, on, you know, you're not doing the same stuff you would on court. I mean, I'd say I got a little lazy after a few weeks because I need to be doing new stuff and fast-paced things. I can't be kind of doing this, you know, sitting on the bike and stuff. It just, it just right. doesn't work for me. I'm kind of a kind of go-all-in-or-nothing type guy. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, the, I, actually, I actually started out the season feeling amazing in September and then I think I just had a big break because we have uh, we have a lot of pressure on us, to, you know, to get to get our our Canadian uh, government funding back and things like that. And I just I just didn't have a clear mind. So when I was playing squash, everything was about I have to win. Like I put so much pressure on myself, and then I basically just had a mental block. I li- I show up to tournaments and I just I had nothing in me. I had no emotion. I it it was all kind of uh, a sense of urgency and. Uh, yeah you know i was just i just i just struggled so i uh i'm actually you know once 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 it came to the holidays i got i got a couple weeks a few weeks to kind of you know events and kind of reassess things and get back on track and i i don't know what changed but uh i just i just kind of hit a switch flicked a switch and uh since the new year i've i've just felt totally different my body feels way better I'm lighter. I'm leaner than ever. Uh, I haven't weighed. I haven't weighed this much, you know, even uh, yeah, in the past few years. Like I'm just, I'm just down to a good weight. I'm lean. I'm fit. Uh, and my arm is just grooving the ball the way I like it. So it, there was one event where you thing. retired uh, uh, in the third game. Was that due to the uh, the rotator cuff injuries? No. Uh, in the fall. I had I played way too many events back to back. I think I had 
seven events, six events back to back. Okay. And you know, you might get like four days in between some tournaments and so on, but I, uh, I ended up getting a really bad bruised teal. Ooh, uh, okay. Because I was using old shoes and then I switched new to new ones, a different company. And then plantar fasciitis uh, kind of thing or not quite. My heel was basically purple and I had this lump on the side of the bone. Okay. So, uh, every time I lunged on my right foot in the front corner, when you go in full speed, yeah. as you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of pressure on the heel and it got to the point where it felt like I had a, someone stabbing a needle in my heel. So oh, that yeah. was, that was actually when I had to take, yeah, I took it and then it was December and I got to take a couple weeks off, which was nice. And I think, you know, once, once I, you know, got my body healed up and my mind cleared, I, it, it actually, yeah, it just, it started the, the new year in, a, in good form. And, and, and once I had all that pressure off my, you know, all that weight lifted off me, once the new year started, I said, okay, like we had a bad fall here. Let's, let's get it back together. You're way better than this. Uh, yeah. There's no, there's no point in playing pro squash if you're going to be, uh, I guess, half-assing it or, you know, not, uh, you know, not switching things up. If you're, if you're going to stay in this rut, what's the point? You know, it's just it's making things work for you. Um, but yeah, obviously lately, I'm playing great. Uh, I have a few wins under my belt. I've been winning a lot of matches. So the confidence is, is back up. I, I guess I, you could say I got my Austin Powers mojo back in me a little. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. I, I, even, I even got a little, bit of a, a little bit of a walk back now. I got a little pep in my step. I, I, I'd well, say that's, what I know, that's what I noticed, in the, especially in the Bermuda Open, uh, just your movement and your, the whole sort of it just, it just seemed like it was effortless almost. Uh, yeah. For you. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, I, uh, I actually, the weekend before we had a pro invitational tournament here in Toronto at the Toronto athletic club. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sean was in it, McHugh, we had a Swiss guy, Ryko Peter, uh, and a, a guy, a couple other local pros. And then we had uh, Rex Hedrick play. who's was like, we were around 50, 60 in the world. Uh, and I ended up, having uh, three really tough matches and winning that tournament. Um, okay. Yeah. And that, and that, you know, and that, you know, those guys are all, you know, we're all fairly close and level and I ended up just getting the better, better end of, uh, of those matches. I played Ryko first and then Rex and then Mike in the final. And uh, it just put me in a good place. Like knowing that, you know, I would be, I was down to love the first match and then I was down one against Mike in the final and I ended up winning those two and five and, and, uh, you know, I just knew like physically I could do it. It was all mental at that point. And then once I, once I got through those matches, uh, three days later, I was going to Bermuda and, uh, I felt uh, sort of unstoppable on the way, I guess. And then <laughs> while I was there, everything was just working. My body, uh, was just on fire and I was warming up so well. I was just so dialed in. I was in, I was in kind of in my happy place, I guess, you know, I'm going to Bermuda a nice Island. Yeah. To enjoy squash and I'm sticking around a couple extra days. Like let's 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 put in some work here and yeah, redeem yeah. Give, myself. Give yourself a little bit of a reward uh, after yeah. the, after the event, you know. Work up. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, yeah, exactly. And there's a couple guys in the draw I'd lost to before. Well I was just past. gonna say that. I mean, um the the, the few I guess if maybe two weeks prior to that, you, you had just lost to the guy you played in the final, I think. Yeah, 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 Jamie, yeah, Jamie Haycross, so, yeah. So what did you, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, from that match, uh, obviously you must have learned a little, a little something about Jamie. He's a good player. He's a, ranked a little bit higher than you. Uh, yeah. So what did you take from, from that event? And what, uh, obviously you, you had a bit of momentum from the Toronto win that you had. So Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know Jamie pretty well. He comes to Toronto quite a uh, on and off quite a bit so we've hit and um yeah i mean i kind of know his style and stuff it's obviously different when you play a guy but uh i guess on the day when we played the first time i was a bit flat and he was uh he was just hitting the ball cleaner and tighter and uh not giving me any uh any too many options to attack which you know i was trying to be on the ball fast quick mm. and uh yeah i mean he just kind of took it, took it to me, and I, uh, you know, I wasn't too happy with my performance in the end. I lost three loves, so uh, 
So I you have a bit of a chip uh, on your shoulder heading into Bermuda. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we, we were on opposite sides of the draw, so the only way we could have played was the final, and it happened to be so uh, that we both got there. And, uh, uh, yeah, he had a tough semis in Bermuda. He beat Chris Binney yeah. in points in the fifth. And I was kind of uh, just steamrolling through guys, uh, feeling amazing. So I knew uh, he might be feeling it a little on the finals day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's nothing like playing in a final, you know, just the, the excitement and the, the nerves and the energy that goes through your body, too. It's yeah. just uh, – it's different, you know. Most most guys don't really get to feel that, get that experience too often, right? No, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. And, well, I mean, uh, I, I I watched that, that, that. I think that there was a live stream, or you might have had your phone on, or something. I, I just remember for watching. Bermuda. Yeah, Ber Bermuda had a live stream there. Yeah, they yeah, did a I, good job. They did a really good job with that as well. Yeah, it was good quality. Yeah, and and the crowd was really into it. Uh, so yeah, these, these smaller yeah, tournaments tend to bring that out, don't they? Yeah, to be honest, the those those type of events yeah are just so much fun that that club in bermuda is small they've got a, a few squash courts but they've got a good membership base there and uh their show courts great it's got you know you could fit over 100 people in there i think really so wow. so fun, fun. so and every night was quite busy and obviously finals night was uh was pretty awesome i mean you can hear obviously on the stream the crowd clapping and how loud oh, yeah. it got in there, which is awesome. It's such a, it's such a good feeling to play in in a in a, a kind of a stadium court like that when it's packed. Because I've had my fair share of matches where uh, it, you know, it was like, am I, am I here for practice or uh, <laughs> what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't even know how to feel when you look outside the court sometimes at the odd event, but. But I can, I can definitely say Bermuda is one of my – I mean, obviously, because I won, it adds a lot a lot to that factor. But uh, it's definitely one of my favorite events I've played in the past couple of years, for sure. So, Did you uh, play in the Blue Nose when they I – I never got a chance to, no. 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 I, one, that, one, that would have had I, the same vibe, I think, because it's in, in the club at the university. But yeah. you've got the, the stands behind the court and then above the court. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah when I first – finished Cornell and started playing pro I think they still had the event on for a year or so and then uh I just yeah I was starting out so I didn't get my my name in the uh in the mix at least for the qualifying even so I right, right. I never got a chance to play the Halifax one which is pretty uh I mean obviously I heard great things about it from a lot of people so it's too bad yeah well you've got Charlottetown now uh going forward yeah so, yeah. yeah yeah we'll yeah. see we'll see how they keep going yeah well, speaking of Cornell, uh, I'm not sure if you've played against him when you were in uh, Varsity, but you just won the Ontario Open, I believe it was, uh, recently, right? Uh, yeah. 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 And you played at Ryose Kobayashi in, in Kobayashi. the final. Kobayashi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the a hot dog, hot dog eating champion, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he must get that a lot, does he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't mention it to him. We, we trained, uh, we had a hit before the event one day. Okay. He's here for a week before um but no yeah me and me and him never played each other at college his his first year coming in i was just finishing up at cornell but okay but we knew we knew each other we know we we obviously know each other uh yeah the prolific I guess, junior oh, career didn't he he was quite a good like junior yeah he was yeah, yeah i think he was he had a good junior career too yeah i think he's at least a few years younger than me but uh but yeah i knew he was a good player and obviously uh yeah we we got a hit in prior to the event um but yeah it was good i mean i actually was kind of expecting him to make the finals so yeah he uh, sort of just came he just turned pro i i think he took a couple of years or maybe a year yeah. or two off of like really competitive squash and now he yeah he's he, playing well yeah yeah he uh he went home for a year back to japan and then uh he decided yeah he wanted to get on the tour and play i mean why why not right if you can you can yeah. do it if you can make things happen uh, and he he did some touring in new zealand uh played a few closed satellites there yeah and then obviously the ontario open they they set it up as a closed satellite so so all these so there was a bunch of uh out of towners from different places coming in to try and get some some psa points for their for their ranking 
Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't take the points at all, but uh, it's a little little lower, right, for guys starting out. But right, uh, obviously, I'm happy to take a win and uh, go home with a check. So <laughs> no, exactly. That's, yeah. At the end of the day, that's why I'm playing. Uh, not why I'm playing, but you know. Play, well, it's part of the play. reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, right? So, so it was good, yeah. But, uh, and then I'm actually headed to Rochester, the 5K there uh, next next week. So it'll be – I'll see a bunch of those Rochester guys again. And okay. Rios is playing in that as well. But, That's uh, – uh, so, is so. Martin he- Martin's based out of there, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Mar- yeah, yeah, Martin Heath is based there. And then, obviously, he's our Canadian – uh, high performance coach right now, so right. he's doing the the Rochester gig, and then he's uh, kind of looking after us on the side. And now that the season's done for college squash, he's he's uh, he'll be uh, kind of working with us a little more, especially with as you mentioned, we have Pan Ams and Nationals and things coming up, so he'll yeah. be he'll be around a lot more. Yeah, there's a lot of big uh, sort of Canadian. Uh, content events uh, coming up and uh, just be I just wanted to mention this as well the event that you'd lost to uh, Jamie uh, Haycox uh, in uh, in Toronto uh, another Canadian a young fella uh, ended up winning that uh, David uh, Ballergeon I believe yeah David yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that I mean uh, I'd seen his name a bit before and uh, you know he's obviously young and up and coming but uh, did you see this coming from him? Uh, he's based out of uh, Bristol now, working with Hayden. Yeah. Stiff. Did you yeah, see no. uh, this type of form coming from David? Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's still quite young, like twenty-three or so years old. And yeah. Me and David get along really well. Uh, we've obviously been been in a lot of events together and trained together and and stuff like that. So it's good. Uh, it's it was good good to see him get out of Montreal and do something else. I mean. It seems to be working for him. He likes it there. Uh, he probably pops in there for a few months, and then he comes back home for a little. So he's there right now, and then playing some European events, and then he'll be back for nationals. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, especially the five Ks, right? That's th- that's the stepping stone. Once you get, once you can start winning that, you can see there's a little progress coming. So it's good to see him. Uh, good to see him get a win. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, obviously, if I'm playing in the event, in my mind, I'm like, no, there's no way David's gonna win. I, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but well, that young whippersnapper. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, he yeah. Uh, he got Jamie Haycox in the final, and he took him out. He looked yeah. good, though. I mean, I I I watched him earlier. We had a couple hits for the before the tournament, and he was he's looking a little more confident out there, like attacking, and he's. He's a strong, uh, strong guy. He moves hard and aggressive, and yeah, if things are going well for him on the day, he can be, he can definitely be a threat. So it was, it was good to see him win. To be honest, I was happy for him. Absolutely, it's well, good, it's to, good see to see uh, more Canadians uh, doing well in these events. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. I, I definitely, uh, I give credit to those guys when they do win an event. I. I tend to send a message out to, you know, those guys like Sean or Andrew or Mike or whoever, if they win an event, it's good to see. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, and plus, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good because, you know, some of these guys are going to be stopping on the tour in the future, near future, potentially, you know, Sean, you never know, even, even the guys my age, Andrew, Mike, whoever, uh, yeah. because, you know, they've, they've been doing it for a while, so. So it's good to have some other guys winning events, especially the guys coming up. Because right now there's not too many young guys playing pro in Canada, but, uh, but ho- hopefully the guys who are at university and stuff in the States or, mm. or, even, or even some younger guys who are, aren't even quite there yet uh, are going are gonna to play pro. I mean, and I, I'm definitely one of the guys who's, who's, I guess, becoming a veteran, even though I'm 27, but... Right, but uh, but I'm gonna be. You got, you you got know, a good but, ten years left. Potentially, I don't know about that, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see if we'll see how I keep uh, going up and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I just, mean, you need the older you need the older guys to keep the young guys in check and and get them get them going right and motivated. So, I mean, oh. when I look at it, I, I've been told that you know, like I if I'm gonna keep playing, like those younger guys who are coming up, like I'm gonna be, you know, sort of the guy they look look maybe look up to or whatever but you know i'm kind of there it's a stepping stone for them 
Yes, absolutely. So you don't you don't want to get ahead of yourself. You want to just sort of stay in the in the moment right now. You're 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 Definitely. the guy or one of the guys to uh, you know the the favorite uh, heading into the nationals in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there's definitely a pool of guys that uh, have a good event, good win, win on the on the week. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what the draw turns out to be like. But that yeah, should be interesting. I mean, a handful of yeah. handful of guys. Uh, basically, uh, I mean, it's yourself, Andrew, Sean, David, uh, Mike, Cameron. Uh, Several, yeah, several yeah, even even like Graham Schnell's playing, and yeah. uh, yeah, and then you got all the national team and squad guys playing, so, so it's uh, yeah, you never know. I mean, court the quarterfinal day is gonna be uh, you know, has potential for some upsets and stuff, right? So that's where uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, I'm just gonna get as prepared as I can be and make sure I'm ready to go because. Yeah, yeah, you want to go I mean, for number two. A, get to, get yeah. that second one under your belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and, and obviously, as you mentioned, the Pan Am Championships – or Pan Am Games is this summer. So right. that uh, Nationals is heavily based on, on, uh, on who makes the team. I mean, right. I think typically it'll be top two guys are automatically on it, and then they'll have a board of people who kind of decide who should be the three – Plus there's, plus there's doubles there. So they, they, they look at that and use that as a reference for picking the team a bit too. So. Well, that's, uh, uh, I wanted to ask you about the Pan Am games. Now, obviously there are so many potential winners there. You know, you've got, uh, the Peruvians with, uh, Diego Elias and you've got the Colombian cannonball. Uh, you've got uh, a lot of good squash, but uh, the one, the the thing that's most intriguing to me, I, I think, you know, being uh, North American, is the the border skirmish between uh, Canada and uh, the U.S. Do you uh, do you think about that at all? You know, uh, I think, I mean, the U.S. Uh, the Americans seem to have, I hate to say it, but you know, got gotten a little bit ahead of us over the last few years. Uh, not that, not by much, uh, but uh, do you see that as something? Uh, you know, maybe you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder and maybe uh, want to go out there and uh, and take those guys down? Yeah, I mean, I, I think not even thinking of all that border stuff, but, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's always been sort of a, a tension between Canada and U.S., I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, I, yeah, we like all those – I like all those guys who play pro, but even – even in college squash, uh, you know, I, I was stuck in the States for a few years. So, but, but even when I was younger, there was something about it. Cause we, we had battle the borders when I was a younger guy, uh, okay. juniors. Yeah. So it always be, it started out Ontario versus USA. So my dad and the American coach initiated this and at white Oaks, they would host the battle of the borders and it started out Ontario versus USA. So yeah. since I was a young guy playing for Ontario against the U.S. guys, I always had this, like, I got I to gotta beat these guys, you know. I got to put them right. in place. Right. Um, but definitely, yeah. I th Actually, Martin said uh, prior to the Pan Am Games, we're probably going to do a U.S.-Canada test match. Okay. So that could be, uh, be kind of heat heated just before mm. get get the intensity up. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, a win there, a win there could really sort of build a bit of momentum as well. Yeah, uh, maybe that's kind of yeah. what he's thinking, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, yeah, with Pan Ams, there's so many good teams right now. There's probably a, I mean, you got you obviously got the states and us and uh, Mexico, Mexico and yeah. Colombia. Yeah, Mexico is going to be good because. They've got they've got a deep the Salazar team brothers, the Salazars, yeah. and they've yeah. probably and they probably got Avila. Sounds sounds like a WWE uh, tag team. Yeah, the Salazar yeah. brothers. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeez, I'm gonna have to call, I'm gonna have to call my brother to fly down to Peru. We're gonna have to take these Nacho Libres down, put our uh, exactly tights on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think we could do it. I, we, I, I used to watch a lot of wrestling when I was a kid. I think I can pull out a few moves. Oh, for so. sure, yeah. yeah. I, I used to like a, uh, the guy, Mr. Perfect. Um, but he, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was probably well before your time. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah. Perfect. But, uh, but yeah, the, the Pan Am Games coming up, uh, 
that that'll be that you've got the nationals, the Pan Am games. Anything else uh, on the schedule uh, between uh, now and the nationals, or or is that uh, um, just ramping up for that one? Yeah, just that five, just that Rochester PSA next week, and then okay. and then I got three weeks until nationals. And nationals is here in Toronto, so okay, um, it, it's at it's at the same club I won it two years ago at Mayfair Lakeshore. So um, right. That's a good thing, I guess. You know, I yeah, have some, happy hunting some, grounds. I have some good, some good memories, and uh, I guess some good energy going into that club for this year's nationals. So, uh, but other than that, I might play uh, one or two PSAs after nationals to end things uh, strong and try and get a little boost in my ranking, and then, and then, yeah, hopefully, all goes to plan, and I'm going to Peru for Pan Ams. Brilliant. And then, and then, I guess at the end of the year is also. Uh, the world's men's team championship. So, okay. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. so, so, you know, nationals will have, uh, that'll, that'll be another, another part of nationals uh, doing well. So. Okay. So there's uh, lot, you know, lots to play for, uh, really a lot, a lot to play for, for you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And obviously the, you know, there's obviously you want to win nationals, but at these events, it'd be great to be playing one for, for Canada, you know, playing the best guys. You can yeah. just like my last world teams when I was playing, you know, a few guys top twenty, you know, playing Dolce. Yeah, yeah, my first I remember match that. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. <laughs> How was that? People, <laughs> as, yeah, as, yeah. People, people still come up to me the odd time about it. Like people I don't know that well, like oh, I watched you play Greg Dolce on Squash TV or whatever, and I'm just kind of laughing, you know, because uh, <laughs> I actually, you know, I was hitting the ball well. I was doing. Yeah, okay. I remember, yeah, you played well. Man. I I definitely got ex- exposed for some of my you know some of my weaknesses well, against them but uh everyone who plays him does as as you would yeah the guy was world number one in, in the world at the time and uh but yeah i mean i yeah that's did, did he get cheeky year. with you on, on court no not at all he's a he's a pretty good guy he's funny <laughs> i think uh he yeah we we have kind of met each other know each other but he was he was nice yeah he, I, right. he probably was gonna bagel me in the last game but he kind of uh got a little friendly and i he let he let one slip by him to to get me on the board, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Nick, now I've been looking forward to this. We talked about it uh, just before uh, we started the podcast. I've been looking forward to talking a little bit of MMA with you. Uh, now the the year has been quite interesting, and the last couple of weeks have been uh, in the last few days have been quite interesting. Uh, yeah. With with uh, Conor McGregor's uh, you know outside the ring antics, but. Um, John Jones is back. Halloway is unbelievable. Uh, Masvidal, uh, I think that's his name. It looked good yeah. against uh, Till. So, so uh, what sort of uh, how how do you see things uh, on 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 the MMA side? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I've yeah. yeah as 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 we've chatted before, I've been following it pretty pretty closely lately. Um, I'm always doing my research at night, you know, hanging out <laughs> when I'm relaxing. I'm I'm on YouTube or on these MMA. MMA type uh you know podcasters bloody elbow ch- chats <laughs> the bloody elbow uh, website <laughs> uh yeah similar i guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but no yeah it's good i mean there's been some good fights yeah. it's good to see it's good to see some some familiar faces that are pretty big in mma to come back and start fighting again like to see masvidal come back and yeah uh, after like a year and a half or even longer the knockout deal was pretty sweet pretty sweet yeah. to see and then, uh, obviously well, Till got, got exposed, didn't he? Uh, yeah. when he fought uh, Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and now Woodley's uh, doesn't have the belt, right? So that's no. big change. Well, well that uh, I mean, just go. I mean, you can take this when it comes to squash too. He took his eye off the ball. I think he was, he was making a rap album or something before. Yeah. Before the fight. So he says. Yeah, he got too comfortable. I think. I mean, yeah. it was so long he wasn't really getting hit or anything. He's just kind of fighting guys and putting in enough work to get the win and then he's knocking a few guys out so i mean fair enough um yeah. he held the he held the belt for a while but now I mean, a, buddy, a buddy of mine um i, I as i said uh, mentioned to you i'm in the uae i work with a uh at a college and i work with a, a guy from nearby where uh conor mcgregor is from and he had sent me all these uh videos like a long like maybe several months ago of that incident the where he's been charged being charged uh, with rape 
and he said look oh at, yeah look at this and i was like come on if that was true wouldn't you know wouldn't you hear wouldn't we have heard about it by now in the media but i gather you know over there it's against the law to name the name the person involved until it's until the charge has been uh, laid i guess so and okay, that's yeah. all coming out but um yeah, he, he's just not, I mean, he was always off the rails, but he's big time uh, off the rails now. Oh, yeah. And now he's retiring, he says, right? So it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's done, he's done so much and made so much money, especially with that Mayweather fight. I mean, oh, God, holy, yeah. holy shite. That's a lot of money to make um, for something that's kind of a joke that even happened. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like, it's. Yeah, that, was, know, a, that, was, obvi- complete, obvi- that was a circus, that one, man. Yeah, obviously I'm not the best in the world, but imagine, uh, imagine you know, even tennis or like Federer challenging uh, whatever gold chase to a squash match. And like, <laughs> yeah, I could, I could beat you. I played squash for ten years, buddy. I'm the best. Whatever, yeah. you know. Like, obviously it's a bit different, but I mean that that was so silly and how much money those guys got out of it, it was ridiculous. That was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I wish I wish I could just throw myself out and something like that to make a few bucks, but. Well, he's left um, a real uh, impression on the sport. I mean, look, look. I mean, especially oh, yeah. the it's way crazy he, what he's uh, done. The way he handles himself uh, at these uh, press conferences. Look what happened with uh, Masvidal there after that fight. He went over and didn't he got yeah. into a fight <laughs> with, with some dude? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone said Masvidal was in the right though because uh, oh, really? I he was in the well, right. Just, okay, just because he's doing it. I, I watched some stuff on it. He was doing an interview and some guys started chirping him. The guy, one of the guys who fought that night. Right. And then he walked over and said something and then he had his hands behind his back and that guy walked up to him with his fists up. So he's. Yeah. Said, oh, someone's going to stick their fists in your face. You got to swing, I guess. But I don't know. Those guys oh, are out. He swung, didn't he? Nutty, he, nutty. he touched him up a bit. Yeah. He gave him a good, <laughs> good, gave him a good, good sucker punch, but. Yeah. Those guys are crazy, right? So oh yeah, yeah. They, 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 that's what they do. They don't care to throw a punch or two at someone's face for 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 something tiny. I just but, wanted to ask you one more. I wanted to get your take on the on uh, Daniel Cormier. Like um, he wants to fight uh, what's his name there, Brock Lesnar. Now, to me, uh, of course, that, that that would be great to watch, but uh, just that just seems so hypocritical, right? Uh, he he's there saying. Um, What's his name? John Jones is all is all was juiced up, you know, mm-hmm. when he got in the ring with him uh, once or twice. I don't know. So so he says those fights weren't legit because he was juiced up. Meanwhile, he's calling out the the biggest steroid guy, guy yeah, in the world. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I think he just wants to prove a point, right? Which makes sense. I mean, but Brock Lesnar's been out of the fighting game for years. I don't even know yeah. why they want to throw him back in. Yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> Well, it's just just uh, just for some entertainment, I guess, right? Yeah. And he's he's not a great fighter. I mean, he doesn't have no. techniques or anything. He's just going to try and bulldoze Cormier, and Cormier's a pretty unreal wrestler, obviously. Oh, so. And then he's and he just and knocks people pretty, out. He and he's got, his hands are yeah. It's like he's got a truck coming through his body when he throws a punch, right? It's, yeah, impressive. I don't know. I mean, that's a money fight, right? That's why Cormier's throwing that stuff out. Yeah. Yeah, he wants There's to. I mean, if Conor McGregor can get that crazy money he made with a Mayweather fight, then he should be able to do the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Plus, like, I don't know. There's so many guys in the heavyweight that are so much bigger than Cormier. Like, if they, yeah. you know, if they connect, like, uh, Francis Ngannou or, like, someone like that or Overeem, like, those guys can punch or kick you in the head with, you know, and they're 265 pounds. Like, holy. I mean, you never know. Now, um, I wanted to uh, mention this as well. TJ, as you know, TJ Dillashaw, I think he's a bantamweight. He got uh, uh, busted for some sort of a steroid, uh, taking steroids there. And it it just brought, you know, on, uh, I think it's on, uh, yeah, on Facebook and on Twitter, there have been some people talking about, you know, what goes on in – in squash in terms of uh, the PSA's anti-doping measures. So I was just, I wanted to ask you about that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, cause there isn't really anything out there. You never really hear, no one ever gets caught 
or that we don't hear of it happen. Yeah. Obviously, you can't really see it. But then I do remember a few years back, it was way back, I, I forget, someone, there were allegations of blood doping or, or, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. what sort of um, anti-doping measures do you, do you uh, know of and do you have to deal with as, as a pro on the tour? Yeah, I mean, obviously... Obviously, there's a lot of stuff uh, you could be taking that aren't great. But, uh, I mean, us squash guys, we don't really need, you know. I mean, there's, there's definitely some things to boost you up. But, obviously, we're not going to be taking the same steroids as, uh, like, a fighter would take, necessarily. No. I mean, we don't need to pack on muscle. Most guys are quite slim, right? But, uh, I mean, for me, for me personally – I usually get tested every year at nationals. Okay. So the past two years, I've been tested at nationals because I was in the finals. Uh, but yeah. other than other, other than that, so that's a squash Canada thing, though. It's Canada Canada sport. Yeah. yeah. So Canada sport, they can call, they can call me whenever and test me. You know, six in the morning if they want a couple. Like I, I know, I know a few of the guys and girls who've over the years get you know they show up to training and there's people there to test them or they're at home and their phone rings at 6 a.m and someone's knocking on the door saying hey we're here to test you son uh yeah. here's the yeah. cup so um i mean i think i i mean there's been a couple people who've been who've gotten caught for steroids in squash maybe one or two that i know of one and there was one pakistani guy years ago right yeah and yeah. and he didn't come he didn't come back and play he doesn't play anymore and he was like 50 in the world right. um but i think the main thing is is people doing recreational drugs and stuff these days is that right. i i don't think the psa necessarily is going to test any of uh us guys who are you know way lower in the rankings unless maybe we're playing in the world open or something Right. potentially like world teams but the PSA I think just generally they test those top guys at all those big super series and platinum events right because I know a few of those guys pretty well and they're like yeah you know I did I got tested at my hotel room or this or that but right um yeah I mean I think <laughs> I think with with all the stuff that I know of the squash guys I mean no one's taking any really banned substance, but no. what what you know, would be got, considered maybe like I'm not sure if you know this, uh, Nick, but what what would be like a banned uh, substance that that uh, they'd be testing for? Do you know? Uh, I mean, there's always there's always like some of those supplements that have a bit of something extra in them. Maybe testosterone boosting uh, stuff. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, I mean, I'm sure you could buy some some stuff that you know is a bit of a performance and it's it's performance enhancing i mean e even just regular supplements these days they're not they're not they're not banned but a lot of these things like i i take the odd supplement and some days like i feel it's just like if i'm feeling 70 percent on the day and i take some of these supplements it just boosts me up 20 percent or whatever yeah. And I just feel like I'm not tired and I'm alive. And I wake mm. up the next day, I'm not sore. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what it is with all these products these days. I mean, that's why we people take them. I mean, yeah. I take a cocktail every morning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to go training after this and I'm going to slug a few powder mixes together and hop yeah. on court and get in the gym after and you know, put in two hours of hard work and, and, uh, and, and so on. But I mean, obviously, I don't know. Everyone, everyone's a bit, you know, di different with all that stuff, like what right. they take and, and all that. I mean, a lot of guys criticize the top people more because it's like, you know, how can this guy be this fit? This guy doesn't get tired. Why does he look like, why are his eyes wide open? Like what he's got to be on something. You know what I mean? Like, right. uh, you see it all the time. You hear about it. And I mean, I don't know any, yeah, no one's really getting, I don't know. It's squash. I mean, you yeah. gotta, you gotta have like connections or like a lot of money to do some of those things. Yeah. As it's well. not, it's not like, it's, uh, not like the, the tour de France or anything where you've got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any Lance Armstrongs in squash. I yeah. don't think so. 
No, I, I think, mean, I think uh, where like, the old expression, right, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's definitely uh, no smoke uh, around in squash. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's just so much going on in squash with, with a match. I mean, if you want to take a little supplement to boost you up and keep you uh, from getting, you know, fatigue on court, that's one thing. But if, if, you're, if, if for instance, if I'm playing uh, – if I'm playing uh, Greg Golche in the, in the world championships and I'm taking a supplement that's going to boost me up and I know I'm not going to get tested, is that necessarily going to help me beat Greg Golche? No, probably not because my squash isn't going to match his squash. Maybe physically right. I could like just run my, run my ass off until, until I, till I can't, you know, till I can't win any points or whatever. But at the end of the day, the guys who do that, it, you know, there's there's still a, a chunk of people better than you in the world and that are better than you at squash. I mean, it's just there's so much going on with it mentally, skill-wise, tactics. Like, uh, obviously, if you're at the top end and you're world number one and you get drug tested with something in you, well, fair enough. I mean, you you, you know, you, you don't deserve that, that spot if you're cheating like that, right? Right, exactly. I mean, that's that's with any sport. I mean, it's just it, – it, I don't, I don't think the risk is worth the re reward in the end. No. I mean, you've seen it. We've seen it. There's a long history uh, of uh, where that's happened, and we see what happens to, to the guys. So occasionally, you get a few who kind of make it right, but generally, uh, you know, uh, history doesn't look uh, too kindly on yeah. those ones. So. Yeah. I mean, if, if, there's one, if there's one thing that I know about the, the anti-doping stuff, it's – it's kind of funny because more guys would get caught doing like party drugs or something at a, at an event at, or, you know, or right. smoking a little weed, right? Because right. it's so harmless. But if you get caught doing that, I mean, it can, it could be pretty detrimental. You never know a suspension or fines or whatever. Right. But right. Well, you but see in uh, some sports now it's a, uh, well, no, I wouldn't say in some sports it's, it's used for medicinal purposes, but, it is being used uh, to take pain away or to help. One hundred percent, especially the pain. especially this, the CBD. Uh, yeah. it, does, it doesn't have the THC in it. A lot right. of guys, a lot of guys do CBD. Mm -hmm. um, I know some squash guys who have definitely dabbled into it. I mean, even not. I'm not saying pros. Like I know, you know, guys who play amateur level still and you know like they're like oh i use this because i wake up the next day and i feel 100 percent again you know yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but something like something like that necessarily isn't a banned substance but it's still um you know it's still something new and different that's kind of just jumping on board in the in the scene and in general yeah like even if you look at the um, all the guys, they post stuff. Their sponsors, their CBD USA or whatever, right? And right, they're they're right. all taking these CBD pills. Even you know Woodley, all those guys, they're all taking like CBD for recovery after a fight. And they're 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 having the oils. They smoke it, and it's not it's not like marijuana where they're getting high. They're just it's just kind of uh, body, healing uh, their body. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. squash in a lot. I mean after you know playing f uh, five long matches in a, in a tournament you you need something uh something along those lines uh, to help you uh recover yeah i mean especially when you have back-to-back -back events and if you're making finals i mean you see some of these guys just bold after a big event like you'll see you'll see like even muhammad like the beast that he is go on <laughs> and win a big event and yeah. and he'll he'll even have all the way through maybe he wins the first round in a tough five game battle you know with the with the way the structure of the psa is now the draws are, are crazy you've got the number yeah. one seed playing the number nine seed in the in the round of 32 just because that's the way it, it's set up now well that british so got, open now i mean he looked like he was just he was about to collapse in the final oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i mean and, and it's so hard these guys go out and they're like i mean it's yes yeah, even for me i mean i've had some some weeks where i played so many matches and then it's just like uh, my body just i need i need to rest i need something i can't i can't you can't keep doing it but then you you almost like realize you have to do so much more for your body recovery wise than you think sometimes sometimes sitting around and resting does nothing for you it actually it just it just prolongs your body being sore and tired and and yeah. and, and then and then it's asleep once you take a couple of days off it's like 
you come back and you, you almost feel worse. You might not feel as sore, but your body just can't perform the way it, the way it wants. Yeah. That's, that's and, and, and yeah. And I've, I've noticed that a lot these days. I'm like really big on if my body's not feeling good, mm. then I'm not. Yeah, the yeah. Same what, guy. what do you do? Like if you're like for, for me, uh, you know, I'll go, I'll play two, three times a week. And if I have a, a couple of tough, you know, longer matches in, in a row, I'll in, invariably uh, be quite sore for a few days. But I tend to kind of, what I'll do is I'll just go, I'll go to the gym and try to, you know, push through it. Uh, uh, yeah. That's my approach. I don't know. Yeah. No, no. Um, obviously everyone's a little different for me. I, I, um, you know, like if I'm playing in a lot of events, I, I don't get to do all the stuff physically that I want. So I make sure when I'm done a tournament, I, I get in the gym and do my strength and my rehab stuff right away yeah. because I used, I used to just, I lose and then I'd hang out. I might take a day off and then maybe I'll have a hit with some of the guys at the events. But now I'm thinking like long-term and obviously when you take those days off, you're just thinking how you're not, you're not putting any work in. You're just kind of relaxing and you're, you're not really making any progress forward. So, so now, you know, I've, I've obviously chatted with some people like my brother and stuff who's in New York city now. Um, but we still chat and make sure, you know, I'm kind of uh, focused on what I have to do, but uh, I like sort of getting, your coach, uh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's still, he's still, you know, helping me out and keeping me organized and in check and making sure I'm kind of not, planning. Not easing, easing what's not involved. No, no. Just when, when I go <laughs> home, we chat, but no, we, we, we we don't we never really had that like relationship but um but he's obviously yeah, yeah a good guy and he always you know coached me when i was younger but um but yeah i mean like i i just i have to make sure i'm doing yeah my gym work and things like that it's it's huge for 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 obviously like look at guys like paul cole like he's an example of someone who obviously works really hard he does his own type of workouts like his crossfit style stuff yeah. his 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 routines are different you know we all have our own routine but he sticks to his to what he what you know what what's going going well for him and working and and well, obviously I know, phys yeah. physically he's in a good place i mean that's why that Wolf, he uh did you if you watch the final there usually yeah. previously I, I always felt well he's very you know physically obviously he's got yeah got it all and then he's got some skills but i i really noticed in this event that he re he's really developed his game. Uh, mm -hmm. with, yeah, yeah. You know. and, and, it's, and that's the thing. Like, he obviously works hard at it, and he, he's, he, you know, he's getting a squash game to the point where he's really confident and comfortable. But also because he's so physically dialed in, it just opens up so much for his game. Yeah. Like, when I'm, playing, when I'm playing my best squash, it's because – I feel like I'm just a beast compared to the guy who's on court with me at the time. And everything's just working well. Like I'm so fast. I'm reading the guy. I'm too quick on the ball. And I have yeah. so many options with, with what I want to do on court. It, then it's like effortless, right? And as soon as you're struggling a bit out there, especially physically, I mean, when you see guys, I mean, it's for everyone. Once guys start gassing on court, they panic. They start yeah. hitting the wrong shots. Start thinking too much. Yeah, exactly. It's not as free flowing. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, yeah, for me, yeah. I mean, once I'm physically dialed in, it just it's it's just adds another factor to your game that you can't replicate. You know, no, you know, no, no one can really, no one really can understand that unless you do it. But yeah. Well, Nick, yeah. Uh, you were uh, definitely uh, dialed in uh, in Bermuda, and uh, I just want to uh, – you've been really good with your time. Just want to wish you uh, all the best uh, with the Nationals coming up, uh, and hopefully that goes well for you. Um, and also uh, all the best in Rochester and, and with everything else, and let, let's do it again uh, uh, sometime. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Hopefully, uh, yeah, everything goes my way in the upcoming events, and we could have a chat in the summer or something sometime. That'd be great. Yeah, maybe maybe before the uh, the Pan Am yeah. games. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay, thanks. Yeah, a lot, that was good. Gary. Good fun. Good fun, Nick. Thanks a lot, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Have a good one. Well, uh, thank you again, Nick, uh, for for that great chat. Really enjoyed it. Uh, all the best to to 
uh, Nick going into the Canadian Nationals coming up in, in a few weeks. Uh, also the event uh, prior to that in Rochester. Then, of course, uh, the summer in the Pan Am Games. Uh, hopefully we can get uh, a few more of the, the players on uh, from the Canadian and, and the American side, uh, as well as the South American side. I'll, I'll try to reach out to uh, a few of those guys and have them on uh, before the Pan Am Games. Uh, we should embrace those games. I mean, uh, they've embraced squash, uh, not only the Pan Am Games, but, uh, of course, the, uh, the Commonwealth Games, the Asian Games, uh, the Pan Am Games. So, uh, yeah, we have to embrace those ones because they have embraced our game unlike the Olympics. Uh, so, uh, anyways, all the best to Nick uh, over the next few months. And uh, as, I, as we talked about there a little bit at the end, uh, coincidentally, we uh, today with the announcement uh, or uh, maybe a few days ago it depends on when you're listening uh, to this but um, yeah the announcement that Marwan El Shabagi had been flagged for and uh, a doping violation which he was then later cleared of and uh, the WSF came out with uh, with that message but uh, didn't uh, elaborate on it which leads us to believe which which uh, I guess begs the question uh, what sort of anti-doping measures are in place for professional squash players? It's still very, there's not much uh, literature out there, and if it is out there, it's difficult to find. No one really talks about it. Uh, what are the banned substances uh, that are tested for in squash? Obviously, you have uh, you know, performance-enhancing uh, uh, drugs that are quite commonly known, but in squash, maybe it's more uh, testosterone-boosting, uh, things like that. Uh, and then also, as uh, Nick mentioned, the recreational uh, drugs that players could be uh, getting involved with and uh, the, the types of drugs that help uh, take the pain away after a few uh, tough tournaments in a row. So, yeah, still we don't know very much about it. And uh, with the and in uh, other high-profile sports, including tennis, uh, which is, in a lot of ways is similar to squash, although there is a bit more... Uh, uh, more of a power game there when it comes to serving and uh, and things like that. But uh, there is a lot more. It's it's a lot more uh, transparent out there. Th this is one element of the game that may, you know maybe I'm wrong, but uh, just seems that uh, our anti-doping measures or any legislation that we have uh, isn't uh, out there for the community to uh, to read up on or to discuss or to talk about. Uh, you know, perhaps just because there aren't uh, many or any violations. This uh, Marwan uh, El Shabagi uh, incident obviously uh, came up and it was uh, put to rest very quickly. Uh, no further action to be taken, no, no penalty uh, uh, to, uh, to Mohammed, so sorry, to uh, Marwan. So, yes, uh, it does beg the question what are the, the measures and uh, what are the banned substances that are being uh, tested for in squash? And we'd like, uh, I think we'd like to know a little bit more about that and, and maybe give us a chance to, uh, to talk more and to, you know, transparency does help the game, does help develop the game. Critical uh, discussion is definitely uh, a good thing for the sport. So at any rate, uh, everybody, thanks for listening uh, to the In Squash podcast. Really appreciate you. Uh, we've got some uh, more good episodes upcoming so i know uh you should stay tuned for those so thank you very much have a great day and talk to you soon bye bye now